Welcome to the Arthroscopy Association's Arthroscopy Journal podcast. The views expressed in this podcast do not necessarily represent the views of the Arthroscopy Association or the Arthroscopy Journal. Welcome, everyone. I'm Dr. Andrew Sheehan from the San Antonio Military Medical Center. Today, I'm talking to Dr. Aaron Critch from the Mayo Clinic. Dr. Critch's paper entitled Medial versus Lateral Meniscal Root Tears. Is there a difference in injury presentation, treatment decisions, and surgical repair outcomes? was made available online in January 2020 as an article in press. Dr. Critch has certainly become a thought leader in the world of the surgical management of meniscal injuries, so I'm excited to have him joining me on the podcast today. Dr. Critch, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining me. My pleasure, Andy. It's great to be here. All right, so let's get right into it. I think that most folks have a general idea of the extent to which meniscal root injuries are fairly different injuries in terms of medial versus lateral sided tears. What in your mind was lacking in the literature that compelled you and your group to take a closer look at this topic? Well, I, I do think that previous authors have really done a terrific job, you know, publishing on root injuries and repairs. And we have learned a great deal from what has been published in literature previously. However, uh, when we looked at outcomes, there really has not been a lot of documentation, uh, especially on the lateral side when it comes to root repair results. Uh, as you're familiar with, there's a lot of data from Korea um, on the medial side, and you have an American series published by Laprade, including a mix of medial and lateral repairs. But we really wanted to cone down and find out more about how these lateral-sided injuries compared with the medial side, both in terms of the patients that have these injuries and really how they do with ultimate treatment. And why don't you summarize for the listeners the main findings of your study? Absolutely. Um, we had three main goals in this study. Uh, the first was we wanted to confirm what we think we all know, mainly what differences are there between all comers with medial and lateral root tears. I think to no one's surprise, in the 141 patients with root tears in the study, we did find that the medial-sided injuries were slightly older in age. They did have a higher BMI. They had more degenerative changes on x-ray and more major extrusion on MRI. On the lateral side, these were often in combination with ACL injury compared to the isolated injuries on the medial side. Second, uh, we were hoping to compare the outcomes of medial lateral repairs and we did find that the lateral repairs had significantly better IKDC scores and Tegner activity scores at 40 months of average follow-up. And then finally, we wanted to look at risk factors for patients doing worse with outcome. And we did find that older age, increased BMI, and cartilage damage were independent negative prognostic factors for outcomes. And amongst those findings, did anything surprise you in particular? Yes, I think, you know, while we expected to find that the medial injuries were typically in isolation, typically in older patients with more cartilage damage, we did find that 30 of the 109 medial tears were actually in young patients with acute ACL tears. So I think we have to be careful. We really have to look out for these medial-sided injuries, especially in the traumatic ACL setting in younger patients as well, in addition to what we know about looking for lateral-sided root tears uh, with these injuries. I want to focus in now specifically on the treatment algorithm that you and your co-authors lay out, figure one. Um, for our listeners that don't have the paper in front of them, basically, 
the first fork in the in the road and the algorithm is differentiating between the acute traumatic tear uh, versus the chronic degenerative tear. And I think the distinction between these two entities is pretty intuitive. But as we proceed to the second level of the algorithm, specifically for the distinction between the chronic degenerative tears, you specify that the tear, you have to assess the tear to either have poor quality meniscus tissue, yes or no. And I'm interested to get your thoughts or give us some guidance as to how you're making that decision preoperatively. Are there things on advanced imaging that you're paying particular attention to? Give us a sense of how you're able to decide or raise or lower your index of suspicion as to whether or not you're going to encounter poor quality meniscus tissue. Yeah, well, I I appreciate you bringing this question up. We did spend um, some time thinking about this figure because that's really the most common question we're asked uh, is about surgical indications. So we attempted to create the algorithm that you described. When I look at the MRIs preoperatively, there are a number of different factors I evaluate to determine if they would be a good candidate for repair. Specifically, you asked about the meniscus tissue, and uh, we not only want to make the diagnosis of root tear or radial tear near the root, but we also want to assess the rest of the meniscus. So for me, it's all about looking at um, is there signal within the body and posterior horn of the meniscus away from that tear? For me, this suggests that there's intrasubstance degeneration. Then I think in this setting, even if we restore the root attachment with repair in the best case scenario, that meniscus really is still not capable of resisting hoop stress. In the worst case scenario, it's that the sutures could you know, really cut out of that degenerative tissue altogether. In addition, uh, for the meniscus, I like to look at extrusion as well. I think that's a critical factor for the same reason. If we can't overcome that extrusion of the meniscus, then we'll never be able to really restore the ability to resist hoop stress and the function of the meniscus. So it's really a combination of those two things, looking at signal within the meniscus for degeneration of the tissue and how much extrusion there there is on the meniscus. And since we're on the topic of deciding which medial root tears to fix, can you elaborate on the things that you're paying attention to intraoperatively to make that decision? Uh, You kind of hinted at some of them, but are there things uh, whether it be appearance or um, the tactile sensation you get that would compel you to say, uh, I can't do it, this is irreparable. And then the follow-up question to that is, how often are you accepting a non-anatomic repair uh, in terms of whether or not you're medializing the footprint maybe a couple millimeters or so more so than what would be considered a non, or, excuse me, an anatomic repair? Yeah, I think those are great points, um, and the meniscus quality really is important to assess intra-op. Um, you know, when we look at the failure mechanism in the biomechanics lab, it is really suture cutout through poor quality tissue. Um, so it's important that we do use multiple locking sutures. We tend to use a simple cinch configuration. Um, I think, as you mentioned, you know, some of these meniscus roots are also quite extruded. Uh, there's a distance from the anatomic insertion. So in these cases, we're actually centralizing the meniscus first, that is releasing the meniscotibial ligaments, actually reattaching the meniscus to the tibial plateau with anchors. And in that case, uh, oftentimes we're able to reduce uh, the tear back to the root origin. So that's something 
that really we've focused on and, and has been helping us lately. I think one other thing to really assess intraoperatively is the articular cartilage. Um, Dr. Moon and his colleagues really show that once there are grade three changes in the compartment, these patients really don't benefit from root repair, and we do typically follow this recommendation. So if you get in there and the quality of the tissue isn't good, or if they have grade three changes, perhaps it's too late for that compartment. Otherwise, if the meniscus is extruded and you think you can get sutures in there, um, we're also considering centralization of the meniscus. And I think that everybody recognizes that the lateral root tears, especially the ones found in conjunction with the ACL tears, uh, should be repaired. But what about the medial root repairs? Is it that these findings have actually changed your practice in terms of deciding which medial root tears to fix, or is it more so that these findings have affected the way you're counseling your patients? Yeah, I think you really hit it on the head there. Um, you know, this information has really helped me to more counsel patients on outcome. I think it's important for the listeners to know that even though we found some negative prognostic factors, like for example, lateral repairs doing greater than medials, it's not that the medial repairs didn't do well, they still had significant improvement. Um, overall, I think it really requires a dedicated patient and a really detailed discussion of the options, but I still recommend individualized treatment you know, based on the given circumstances. There may not be a one-size-fits-all approach, even though we try to come up with a framework for decision-making in our treatment algorithm. For me, uh, factors that would make me say no to repair would be uh, Kelgren-Lawrence grade three changes or more on preoperative x-rays. If you get in there and they have outer, outer bridge uh, three changes of their cartilage or if the meniscus tissue is of poor quality. And then we also think about things like obesity and relative malalignment. Uh, so those, for me, are the important factors for decision-making and counseling patients about outcome. Well, Dr. Critch, thanks again for taking time out of your busy schedule to talk to us about this interesting paper. Well, thank you very much for having me. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the podcast. Dr. Critch's article entitled Medial versus Lateral Meniscal Root Tears, Is There a Difference in Injury Presentation, Treatment Decisions, and Surgical Repair Outcomes was just published online as an article in press and could currently be accessed at www.arthroscopyjournal.org. Thank you all for joining us and have a good evening.